Hi, everyone. We've had a good question about what do we mean when we say identified mind? And it's really good. It's, this is actually my fourth attempt at recording this because it's really a good question. What, what do we actually mean by it? And on my fourth attempt now, <laughs> I think we could say what we mean by the identified mind is a mind that is simultaneously creating and believing concepts, believing its, its own um, created ideas and simultaneously resisting them. That's where I've got to. <laughs> How does that sit with you? Because I, yeah, I think it's that. It's, it's, it needs both. It needs both the belief, the believed idea that whatever is there in the mind, um, whatever, whatever's playing out in the mind is true. And at the same time, there is something about that that is intolerable. There is something about that that is threatening this idea of me, this believed idea of me. And that, I would say, is a mind identified with itself and a mind that is trying to find peace. It's trying to find home, but it cannot, it can't within that believed and resistant framework. Yeah, that's what I would say. Because the opposite, or well, not the opposite, but what's underneath that is a mind that is at home, which is to say a mind that actually isn't engaged in any belief, isn't, um, isn't um, taking its own creations to be a reality, and equally is not um, resisting anything. It's, it's open, it's fluid, it's available, it's present, there's listening. And it doesn't mean, and I think this is really interesting, this isn't a passive mind. This isn't a dull mind, it's not a mind that's switched off, it's not a mind that's numbed or tuned out. It's a mind that is, um, could be extraordinarily active, you know, calculating, working things out, thinking things through. But the fluidity of it is such that it's not stuck in a in a in a non-reality. It's and it's not stuck in a fight against its own created reality. So all of the effort and energy that goes into both creating a concept and then resisting it isn't isn't wasted there anymore it's it's now available for um create you know sort of pure creativity as in the sense of um nothing there to be believed really just um things that are our best guesses in a way things that are there to be disproved really things that are there to um 
provoke thought, to um, suggest a way forward. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because then we can start looking at different states of mind. You know, like the state of mind when, um, and often this, you know, people ask about this when we talk about um, transcending the mind and people think, well, you know, like there could be um, like a sort of mob, that sort of mob mentality of, of people where, where there isn't any identified self in that moment. But what we could see in that is the, is the mob is identified with itself, isn't it? So the, the collective becomes the ego, the ego identity. And it's, and it's a us versus them rather than a me versus them or it. So there is total identification and there is absolute resistance to the believed concept of the other, hatred for the other, we could say. That it, and, and, it's, and it's a trance-like state, but it's not, it's not a transcendence of the um, identity. It's a, um, it's, it's a madness of collective identity. Yes, and, and, then, and then if we think about the trance that we're in when we're, say, watching television or surfing the internet, that's interesting too, isn't it? Because you could say, well, there's not any identification going on in there. But that is a very passive state. There's, um, it's, a, it's a sort of numb, a numbness of mind. And it's a, um, it's not an open mind, it's a, um, a, a, a passive, inactive mind that is just allowing these things to wash, wash through um, with, with, no, um, with no real um, consciousness going av- available in, in the sense of um, in, in the sense of the mental faculties of um, of discernment happening of of analysis and and um, curiosity it, that that isn't there anymore and it, it, is the is the mind is the, is the is the mind in that sort of trance identified? It's switched off, really, isn't it? In the same way that that when we when we get drunk, the mind switches off, really. Um, so, in that sense, there's the, there's no resistance, is there? But it's the other side of the coin to resistance. The the resistance is painful. The we we suffer daily in this resistance to the created constructs of the mind, and so to escape that suffering, we dull the mind. We take it down. We dull it and numb it, to like deaden it, turn it off, so that we don't have to suffer. It's 
its narrative. We don't have to suffer its resistance. But that's not an unidentified mind. That's a mind that's sunk beneath, in a way, identification, isn't it? It's a mind that can't cope with the torture of its identified resistance. And so it has to find release, it has to find escape. And so we're talking really about going in the other direction when, so rather than trying to numb the mind, what we're doing is really um, getting present to what the identified mind is creating. See what is being believed in that moment. See what the um, see what's being believed. See what how that how there is an internal fight going on against our own constructs, and that is a transcendence. That's the so so if, you know that extra pinnacle that Maslow added on from self-actualization, which was his original pinnacle, through to self-transcendence, the moving beyond identification through to, um, ironically, back through to what the mind is as a, as a young child, open and receptive, but this time now with a maturity and a um an an agility and a um yeah a, a learned understanding of infinite concepts infinite skills and abilities and and this time now with a with a knowing of what they all are yeah yeah so that's it's a great question thank you so much lots of love bye